Today I want to wrap up the uh, whole story time graffiti series um, where I kind of talk about, I mean, all the stuff has been in the past so far. We've talked about my graffiti journey, talked about vandalism, talked about close calls, about arrests, and then like um, kind of why I, I stopped doing illegal graffiti, uh, you know. Um, I think I want to make an instructional video <laughs> about defining graffiti and what that is. Um, and I might use some clips of, of this documentary that I had made at one point, but we'll talk about that more in a bit. Um, so it, this is like the fifth time I've talked about it. I had like a pre-intro to graffiti and like how I got involved and what graffiti was to me then and like all this stuff. So um, it's just like a huge part of my life because it's what got me interested in art. So that's why I'm just doing this whole series of it. So like I said, there's, there's four videos before this one. Uh, they're all in the story time playlist, so you can check them out there. But this is graffiti to me kind of now. Um, or I guess from, it's post-vandalism graffiti. So it's not just about right now, it's about what happened since that last video, which is like 10, 10 years ago, is kind of where that video left off. Like, I mean, I recorded it like two weeks ago, but I mean, like, the story in it was like 10 years old, basically. And so from then till now, um, kind of. So, like I said, it's post-vandalism graffiti is what I'm calling it. Um... So we start off with kind of, I, I mentioned that in that other video, like things started to get a little more political for me with, with the graffiti I was doing and the vandalism I was doing with graffiti. And uh, talking about city space was something I mentioned. So um, this is something that I'm going to Saskatoon in a couple of days. So I could have saved this video for then, but this is just the story part. And uh, in the vlog, I think I'm going to, I'm going to bring up, like, yo, this is what I'm talking about, like, um, you know, going to different places and, and showing that stuff. So my Saskatoon vlog and uh, my Saskatoon trip there should be really rich for uh, for video content anyways, because I, I know my way around and there's a lot of stuff that I can point out. Anyway, uh, stick around for that because I'll, I'll, be, I'll be going and looking at some graffiti stuff. Anyway, uh, so I mentioned that it gets really political for me at some point, talking about city space, like, political in the sense that, like, why are you suppressing, like people who want to actually use graffiti in a legal way, like we don't have space to do that, whatever. Um, I started writing some articles for The Sheaf, which was the university newspaper about it. Um, you know, I, uh, yeah, I, I tried to be a little outspoken about what my thoughts were. There, I didn't feel like there were very many avenues that I pursued at that time to actually get the message out there. I mean, I had a private conversation with Lee Jones, basically, when I was, you know, getting charged for stuff, but like that was a little different. Um, so I, I think I mentioned there that, you know, I, I mean, I did for sure that he talked about like broken window effect and like his belief in that. And I was like, you're going about this all wrong. Like legal graffiti does not inspire illegal graffiti. That's so backwards. Uh, but anyway, so I started to talk about city space and was writing some articles and just having conversations with people that I knew. Um, and I made this documentary, <laughs> documentary, um, in one of my, uh, well, it was, it was actually a documentary, like, film art class, basically, um, where we watched documentaries, and we talked about documentaries, and we talked about basically the art of the documentary, and then we had to make our own, so I did, and it sucked, because, like, camera quality, and especially the worst part of it, other than, like, the visuals, um, and just the fact that I've never made a documentary before, it was just, like, me interviewing people, and just, like, cutting, and 
pasting it with like Windows Movie Maker, basically is how I did it. Um, but I mean, the, there's some sections where it's like you can't hear anything. It's like super, the volume's like so low. So uh, yeah, it's rough. I, I considered like posting that whole thing online, but at the time when I interviewed these people, I told them like the only person who's gonna see this is my professor, right? So, however, there there are people there that are like completely hidden, like they've disguised themselves anyway, despite that. And there's some other people that I know they just don't care. So there's a part of me that thinks I, I might put a clip or two around, like I could contact some of those people and ask them, like, can I put this out? But I mean, it's not worth putting out necessarily because it's just like, it's, it's really poor quality. So there's sections of it I might use in this upcoming like, instructional video to talk about like, what is graffiti? You should know what graffiti is. This is what it's not. This is what it is. And this is the conversation around that. Um, and I want to put it in the instructional one because we're defining graffiti, right? So uh, probably going behind the scenes or behind the curtain as well because it kind of has that flavor to it. Anyway, going off the rails again. Third time today. Um, so I, I made this documentary. I was just trying to like be, I'm still very active in what I would call the community without actually participating in vandalism. I started to do some legal graffiti um, in Saskatoon. So one of the arguments that I make is that, so in Saskatoon, there's a free wall. It's a White Buffalo Youth Lodge. Technically, I think you're supposed to, I don't know how the rules have changed. You're supposed to sign up in the lodge with like your information and then like, you know, you, you can go in the back and then paint. Um, but I mean, if you just go back there and start painting, like no one really stops you and it's just like a known area. There is a camera back there though, for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, this is in a very not nice area of the city to put it bluntly. Um, it, it's in the inner city. It's in a not great neighborhood. Um, the white Buffalo youth lodge is so needed in that neighborhood. It's, it's great because it's in the inner city and they've got a lot of great programs there that help the youth. And when the youth utilize those programs, it's amazing. It's a, it's a great space. I'm just saying for a free wall in a, in this city, um, of like 300,000 people or whatever that, that you only have one free wall for people to go and create art using spray paint in this outdoor setting or whatever. Um, it's not great because people have been scared to go there because there's a lot of sometimes gang activity or just people that are there making trouble. Um, there's, I, I know people, they've gotten their paint stolen, they've almost gotten beat up, whatever, people saying they don't want to go up, they don't want to go down there without a weapon even because they don't want to get their paint jacked. Um, so those things aren't really great. My argument is that the, the thing I don't like about that space is that it's this huge wall, it's, it's really big, it's got a lot of space. But it's in the alley, okay? So it's hidden. It's in the it's in the inner city. It's not even like downtown. It's a little bit farther away from downtown, uh, on a not great street. It's the the street is pretty populated. The alley obviously is not, and no one can see it. So one of my things that I I you know I think I proposed in this newspaper article for the chief for the University of Saskatchewan newspaper was I was like why don't we have like I don't remember if this got edited out or not, but. It was like, we have skate parks, like the city put money into building skate parks. So across from Aiden Bowman, like I'm gonna go there and be like, yo, this is what I'm talking about. Um, across from Aiden Bowman High School, on Taylor and Clarence, there's a skate park right there. There's a like regular playground, there's a library and a swimming pool on that block. There's like a nice open field, like park, and there's a skate park that they put in there. It was like the last thing I think that they put in there, or maybe they renovated the playground, but either way, and it's across from a public school. It's not the only thing like that. There's another skate park, Lakeview, which is on McCurcher and like off of kind of Taylor by like a block. 
Um, but down McCurcher, there's there's a skate park there. I think it's Lakeview Swimming Pool or Lake something. I can't remember now. Um, you know, and and again, there's a skate park that's in this high traffic area, really visible. It's bought, like again, there's a library connected to the pool. There's this big park. There's like a little BMX like race track. Um, it's in this beautiful area, and it's very high visibility. Um, so whether they're by schools or whatever, they're in these public places. They're not hidden, right? Like there's a really big skate park on the west side. That's not hidden either. It's it's really close again to a pool um, in like this area where people are walking and enjoying being outdoors. Those are the places we need free walls um, because the association with graffiti in Saskatoon and with most places and most people, unfortunately, is that, you know, these bad things happen around, there's the scrubs are the only people that go and write graffiti or, or practice this art form, and people aren't looking at it as an art form, because the thing is that people see all the time is vandalism. They see the vandalism, they don't see the art. Because graffiti, again, like, what I want to go in and talk about how I, like, in that video, the instructional video I want to make is defining graffiti. To me, it is stylized letter structure, that's it. So I can do graffiti on paper, I can do graffiti on a whiteboard, I can do graffiti on canvas, I can do graffiti on a wall, illegally, you know, on someone's garage and write graffiti on your face. Like, um, it, it's letters, stylized letter structure, intentionally styled letters, that's graffiti. So you could do that legally or illegally. To me, the legal, legality of it does not define it, but that's a discussion we'll have further uh, another time. Um, but that's the thing, is that people aren't seeing graffiti as art, they're seeing graffiti as vandalism, and sometimes they're the same thing. But I mean, they don't get to see the fact that someone's taking their time, you know, they, they have this beautiful paint, um, you know, they're, they're like, you know, taking their time to create something, spending hours on it. There's people, like, I, I, I had this like moment where I was by Aiden Bowman one day, I was by the skate park, and I saw this really elderly couple. They've got to be in like their 80s. They're just like moving along with their canes. And they're like having a nice little walk. It was a beautiful day. It was summer. And there's all these like younger kids, um, like teenagers, maybe kids in their younger kids. People in their young 20s, small children, teenagers, whatever. Everyone there was probably under, under 25 years old skating at the skate park. And this older couple just like stops and they look and they're like, oh, wow, like... They were talking just amongst themselves, but I could hear them, and they were saying, like, well, I didn't know that there was, like, this much skill involved, and they were just, like, looking at all these tricks people were doing, and it's not, like, an amazing skate park. There's no, there's, there's no like, you know, there's, like, a rail and, like, a box, and, like, I don't even know if there's, like, a quarter pipe. There's, like, a kicker. I don't know. Anyway, but they were just, like, whoa. Like, they were really blown away by it, and the thing is, like, yeah, it's in public. It's there for you to see. You can see that the stigma around skateboarding isn't the same anymore. You've provided a legal space for people to use because you don't want them street skating, which means some people are going to do anyways, right? But one, this is a safe space in public where people can go and they can learn, right? They can learn from their peers. They can, they can meet people in that community. They can go there and there's stuff set up. The city spent money on it, hoping that people will skate there more rather than wrecking stuff. Good. Uh, I mean, that's a great idea. Like the other place, like Lions, uh, I think it's still called Lions, like indoor skate park. I know that that's had a revival in the past, like how many years too? Um, and there's some crossover here to shout out to, uh, to, uh, Riley who, who does some volunteering there now and also was someone that I had, um, worked with, um, during my internship at Bedford and, and like, he actually got me back into graffiti in a way that we kind of like, I kind of sensed like, I think you might be interested in this is like this art form and like kind of connected that way a bit. Um, 
but that's what kind of got, he kind of like, he started getting into it and then it pushed me to kind of get back into it too when I was uh, doing my internship, which is a cool thing. But anyway, um, so I, I think like that, that type of visibility, positive visibility, because like, there's nothing but like positive vibes generally going down there. Like I'm sure that there's sometimes there's like people that get into a fight or something, but I, I think it's really rare. Anytime I've been by skate parks and stuff and I don't spend a lot of time there, but it's been positive and energetic and fun and people are doing what they love to do and, and they're, they're, you know, crafting their talents, they're expressing themselves, they're doing all these amazing things. Um, and that could be the exact same thing with graffiti. You could, if you, you should set up a free wall at skate parks. Like, that's what you should have. Have a garbage there, have, like, a proper place where people can feel responsible for the space, right? Like, I don't think people feel responsible for the space when it's at White Buffalo because it's not, like, a public space, really. It's, like, for public use, but it's, like, owned by, like, White Buffalo Youth Lodge, at least to my knowledge and stuff. And so, um, also, people don't get to see it. It's in this back alley in the inner city where this elderly couple probably isn't going to wind up. You know, I, I'm sure some people do see it, obviously, that are just walking through. And some people might even be like, oh, wow, that's really nice. But it's not there for everyone to see. You could have multiple free walls. Uh, it would cost a lot less to put up a free wall than it would be to make a skate park. Just saying. Put up free walls at skate parks. It's the perfect venue because you've chosen specific areas that are populated with, with all types of public. People walking their dogs, mothers like like with their babies and like elderly people enjoying the air, people that go to swimming pools or the tennis dome, a BMX track, like all these people gathering out there to enjoy the day and you could have a free wall there and people could be there and you could destigmatize graffiti. That's that's my thing. So um, that was kind of, those were the thoughts I was having at the time and I was really trying to do some work I did not push that hard, like I said, I could have found way more opportunities to actually do this work, I feel, to, to destigmatize graffiti, um, but at the time I, I just like wasn't pushing in that area, I was like in bands and universities starting my own art practice and stuff, and I just didn't go into that area as much as I really could have. Uh, part of me was probably scared too as well, because of all the legal stuff that had just gone on with me, I feel it would have been a really good time to do it though, because, you know, it just would have been perfect, but I, I like I said, I did some things, I wrote some articles, whatever. Um, in a documentary that nobody got to see, <laughs> except for the people in it, and then my professor. So, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I might have, like I said, a clip or two there in that other video. But uh, those are just some of my thoughts, like, whatever, that was at the time, again, about things being political, and, and where things, I just, I wanted to, I want that space. Like, I would, if we had a free wall in Lethbridge, I guarantee I would go use it. Straight up, I would go use it. Um, I have not done any think graffiti related for very it's been a long time since I put that in my own like visual art um since I like when I was at when I was te like doing my internship I started sketching again like I started doing like a couple like like sketches in my black book or whatever and it'd been so long even at that time since I did that so that was like cool to do and then it kind of like refreshed things for me and I got excited about it again um and since then like it, I again I haven't been using it in a traditional sense in my own art uh, where I'm basically like I'm making graffiti pieces and stuff like that. Um, I I think now like it, it, it's such a part of it's it's so weird because I don't do it, but it's still yet such a part of me and what I do. Like whether it's it's I mean it, it just it began my whole interest in art, so it's still very very close to me. Um, and I mean the tools that some people use for graffiti like spray paint, I still use in my regular practice all the time to create abstracts, even to create landscapes, whatever, right? To me that like the tool itself does not define graffiti. It's just the fact that that's what I was using to, to vandalize stuff a lot of times spray paint and like 
you know, the, the paint that I use is like graffiti grade spray paint, which just means it's like the best spray paint in the world. That's all. No big deal. Um, but as for like, how does graffiti play into my practice now? I mean, like I said, a lot of those things that attracted me to graffiti are what attracted me to abstract painting, which attracted, like just attracted me to art in general. Like I still think like splatters and drips are super sexy. Um, how you can use like a medium like spray paint, um, just like use of color and stuff that I got to see through graffiti. Like, like graffiti is really hard. Like I, I wasn't that good when I started creating pieces in my sketchbook. I was such, that's the only thing I've been a perfectionist about was like in my sketchbook using a mechanical pencil, trying to create like these clean, straight lines sometimes. Like if the angle was a little bit off, I was like, oh, this sucks. Like, and then you have erase lines and then whatever. Um, I, I like doing pieces more, like, I don't know, in my sketchbook anyway. Like I'm not used to doing them with spray paint because I didn't have really much space to do that. I went to the free wall maybe I think only twice ever. Um, and then, yeah that that I just kind of stopped going there because it was sketchy, unfortunately. Um, I didn't do many throw-ups or pieces when I was tagging. Uh, I was ma basically just tagging like all over the place. I really love hand styles, so I still just like love doing that and just like coming up with new hand styles. I don't really use that in my art or in my work that much directly or explicitly. Like I said, I think a lot of those things, those skills or whatever translate to the art that I make sometimes, but they're not directly in there anymore. Um, like the whole reason I learned to use spray paint at all was because I was tagging with it. So, I mean, that's a skill with that medium that I use, you know, that I built upon, I guess, to create other forms of art. But yeah, as where I'm at with graffiti now, it's like I said, it's, I'm not using it as much as I'd like. I would like to do more graffiti based artwork, honestly. Um, I talked a little bit in the last video about how I translated some of those skills to other areas. And one of those things that I mentioned was that uh, doing like logos, like band logos, um, and I had never gotten to a point where I charged anybody money for that. Um, but I mean, I did, I started doing it for my own band. So I like translated those, like, I mean, those are still graffiti skills. They're just not vandalism skills, right? The like, letter structure and playing with that. So I would just use marker and just like, uh, get a chisel tip marker and, and go to town on an eight and a half by 11 blank sheet of paper. And then I would scan that. And then like, once I got like the letter structure I was happy with. If it was like for my own band, Destrier, um, that's how I created our logos. I scanned it and then I photoshopped it and then created like some backgrounds and did a bunch of different things in there. And I've done that for maybe like five other bands. Like, I mean, I did that with Echo Serenity when I was in that band. I, I did it for um, uh, Upon Wings of Shadow when I was with that band. And then, I mean, I played around a little bit um, for, for someone else actually that, that was a student when I was interning who, um, uh, does some music and stuff. And, and then like, yeah, so I've, I've done it like for, uh, some other people outside of that too. And whatever, like, like posters and, and, and stuff like that. If I'm talking about original design and stuff, I've used that and like my hand styles and try to create different designs, um, of, of original like text and logos for people. Um, Actually, two different people from my when I was interning, two different students that are involved with music. I tried to do something for them. Um, one of them didn't get used at all. The other one was used for a bit. Anyway, so I mean that that's kind of like I haven't done any logo design for like I feel like a year or two at least. Um, so that's not something I've been doing presently with graffiti. Uh, I don't know. It's just like the love is still there though. Like I I still take pictures of it in my photography when when there's a good composition. Um, I still smile when I see it. Like it's still such a huge part of of just like how I enjoy art. It's still such an art form to me and I just love seeing it. Lethbridge is so clean. 
Ugh, that's one of the things I'm going to love about, about Saskatoon and going back there again. Even though I feel like around that time that HTS kind of went down, like with Gosh, and then, then after, like, I got arrested and stopped writing, uh, I feel like the graffiti scene in Saskatoon, the illegal graffiti scene in Saskatoon kind of died down a bit, not because I was like, I was getting up everywhere and I was like all city, because I wasn't. Um, like HTS got up more than I did for sure. But I mean, I feel like after that, they really changed maybe how they did their police work or something. It was maybe, I don't, I don't know what it was. It was just a shift where I felt like after that, things kind of died down a bit. Maybe part of it was because I wasn't directly involved. I didn't know, but I wasn't seeing a lot of new stuff. I felt like it was pretty dry uh, for, for tagging in the city. And so I, I think that maybe... I don't, I don't know if that's on the come up again or not, so it'll be interesting to pay more attention to that and see when I'm back down in Saskatoon. Um, but I'm trying to think of what else I can talk about with my presentness in, in graffiti culture. Um, again, I, I just still appreciate it. I still love it. I still, you know, it. whenever I'm writing on a whiteboard, like for, for even teaching and stuff like that, like students will be like, oh, that looks like graffiti. And I'm like, oh, like it's just part of my writing now. Like it just, my regular writing, it just got so, like, ingrained in my regular, like, just how I'd even take notes for myself, um, that that's just what, it, it looks like some stereotypical graffiti letters sometimes. Um, doing all these stories about it and stuff has really kept it nice and alive for me, too, and, I, and I've been able to think, think about the art of it more, and I would like to do it. I think part of the reason I don't is because it's too challenging. I need to be patient. It, it slows me down to have to draw that out. And then also I think like, I, I just want to do that for fun more. Like if I did a sketch a day, that'd be sick. What would I do with that sketch? That, that's the problem. I don't want to keep it as just a sketch. I would want to do something with it and make it bigger and like make it saleable. Or if I, there was a free wall here, like I said, I would totally use it. I would like to actually advance in that skill set because I never really got much of an opportunity to, well, I shouldn't say I didn't have an opportunity. The wall was there the whole time, but I didn't feel like it was uh, a great place for me to be. So I wasn't there. And yeah, um, that's kind of the presentness that I am with graffiti now. Uh, and, and well, how could I forget? It's still something that I talk about with students, right? Like it's still something we we do a public art unit sometimes with like art 10. And that's where we talk about like, what is graffiti? What do you think graffiti is? Is it bad? Is it good? Like we get into like the a conceptual part of it more than anything. Cause that's the way I teach my art classes is a lot of concepts. Um, does it fit into your realm, like, of your scope of art? Why or why not? Like, is it interesting? Is it whatever? Like, I don't know. We get into to the, the legality of it. We get into the, the style, the look. Um, is it art? Is it design? Is it neither? What is it? Um, what is a technician? Like, anyway, so we, we get into it there. And that, I guess that's the presentness of, that's the most present thing that I do in, in, in with graffiti. Because I'm not making very, I'm really not making it myself anymore. It's not that I won't, I, I should. I should just sit down and do it. For I guess for a while it just wasn't as rewarding either because I am such a perfectionist about it and I really hate, as soon as I, like those fine lines and those crisp lines on paper when I get a mechanical pencil, that's what I like. As soon as I try to translate that letter structure to something using a paint marker, and I can't erase it, right? It's just like a like a one shot the whole time. It I, I just like, I, I hate it. It just, it's not as crisp. Like I try to use like a chisel tip, like Woodcraft or a Zig or something. And it just like, I don't know. It just ends up not being like, I maybe I need to do bigger canvases and then the lines look crisper. I don't know, but it just wasn't as rewarding. Um, and so maybe again, that's something that still excites me to think about. So I should actually start doing it. it definitely would be a challenge. So I, I should probably actually 
do that sometime um, and push myself and just create more art and just do sketches and like maybe do some stuff on, on vinyl again, do some graffiti on vinyl because that's kind of fun, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I definitely still introduce the topic of graffiti in my classrooms and we talk about it and that still keeps it alive for me and it's very interesting and it's engaging, I think, with a lot of students, some students, not at all. But... I still enjoy that. I still enjoy like the subcultures around it. It's still something that I look at and I take in and I, I see all the time and I, I look at people. Um, like I don't know, you're just following people on Instagram and seeing what people are up to creating there. Um, it's always going to be something that I'm passionate about in the aspect of like it's what got me into art. I'm going to be passionate about the legal side of it and, and the cities creating opportunities for artists the artistic side, you know, like all of it, just all of it rolled into one. It's something that I'm still really passionate about and I want to keep learning more about and keep doing and like reading and watching and, and whatever. Um, this is part of me that really, really misses being directly in that subculture of like running around and like meeting people and like, I don't know, sometimes you can get really strong mentors out of that. Um, and, and other times not so much. There's a lot of drama that goes on there too, and I don't miss that. Uh, but I, I do miss sometimes some camaraderie and stuff. If you get with the right people, you know what I mean? It's just like anything else. Like, um, you can meet really, really great friends and build friendships and, and bonds that last a lifetime. Um, and there's, yeah, there's some pretty cool people that I've met, um, after not writing anymore, but I knew who they were and like some people that have even tattooed me and stuff. So anyway, uh, that's kind of where I'm at with graffiti now. That's my present right now. That's post-vandalism. How have I used graffiti in my own life? And it's not as like, um, I don't know. It's not as, as present. It's not as present as I sometimes wish it was, but it's just not where my art practice is right now. Uh, the last thing that I think I can say is there is an amazing documentary on a bunch of graffiti artists, um, or just artists period that happen to do graffiti, whatever you want to call it. Um, some of them I wouldn't even label an, an artist, but anyway, Infamy. You can find the whole thing on YouTube. I'll put a link uh, in the description and also have it in the end cards um, at the very end of the video. But it's I, I, I cut that documentary up and and that's what I use. Uh, I think I cut it up only into, I don't remember how long, a half an hour or something, uh, or 20 minutes for students, because it's still so powerful. It's still really great. Um, it's... I mean, it's it's got it's got everything in it. It's got everything. It just it's really informative. It, it 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 immediately boom like right off the bat gets you to think about the concepts of of graffiti and the legality of it and stuff. When Tumor starts talking about the um you know Mount Rushmore and like and like why it was okay for for people to like for American people to be like yo I'm just gonna carve this fool's face on the mountain and maybe like. Uh, Aboriginal people had a problem with that, you know what I mean, even though they didn't own the land, is the fact that, like, why are you destroying this mountain with this idiot's face on it? So anyway, it immediately goes into conceptual stuff. You get really personal views and vignettes of, like, uh, of these people's lives. Uh, it, it focuses on these different artists and one guy who actually is more of a vigilante, like, cleaner. <laughs> um, but it's such a good documentary. And if, if you can get the DVD, there's extras on there, too. Uh, but the whole thing is on YouTube in its entirety, at least last time I checked, which was like less than a year ago. Um, it's it's really, really, really good. It, it gives you, like I said, it's it's for everybody. Like there's a lot of action in it. There's live painting in it. You know, there's a lot of talking about history um, of the culture, talking about the presentness. I mean, I think that thing came out in like early 2000s. Um, but some of those people are still relevant, uh, like Sabre especially, like super relevant still as an artist. 
Um, and, and yeah, anyway, uh, it's, it's just like, I've got to meet really cool people through graffiti. Um, I've gotten to see things like even in the, in, in infamy, you know, Jace, they talk about Jace doing trains and I've seen some in Lethbridge and Saskatoon and other places. Uh, it's just an amazing thing. There's so like, we can go into so much. There's just so much surrounding the topic of graffiti and how interesting it is to me because of that legal slash illegal, like that, the legality aspect and how people get into graffiti, usually through vandalism. I don't know. It's just, there's a lot going on there. It's still one of like, it's just, it's still a fascinating thing to me. Um, graffiti culture. And that's where I'm going to wrap that up. Um, hopefully soon I'm going to put up that instructional video that's like, yo, what is graffiti? What is not graffiti? Let's talk about that. I could make it right now, but I'm going home. We'll see you on another time. Uh, the next story, it, like this is kind of the last story right now of like wrapping graffiti things up for me. I'll probably talk about it here and there, but not devote a whole story to it. And then uh, the next story is somewhat related, but it's about jail time. So... Uh, stay tuned for the next story time, I guess, when I talk about that. Uh, we will see you on another time for another story.